from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello there, I'm Graham, VK4BB, and let's start the news the way we normally end. Nope, not by walking softly, because we've got quite a bit of noise to make. It's a look at the social scene. Four ham fests left this year in VK, three in VK3, one in VK5. October 29 in VK3, it's the Yarra Valley Amateur Radio Group's ham fest, 10am at the Gary Cooper Pavilion, Yarra Glen. And November 5 in VK3, Barg Hamvention, the Greyhound Racing Track at Ballarat. In VK5, November 12, it's the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest, an early one, 8am. And in VK3, November 12, Rosebud. This is John, VK3MK, from the Southern Peninsula Amateur Radio Club, reminding listeners that the Rosebud Radio Fest will be held once again this year on Sunday the 12th of November. As usual, the event will be held at the Eastbourne Primary School at Alambie Avenue Rosebud, with outdoor displays open from 8am and the main sale area open from 9.30am, continuing through till 1.30pm. If you have pre-loved equipment to sell, tables are still available at $10 and can be booked online at www.rosebudradiofest.com. But be quick, as only a few tables are left. Technical forums will also be part of the Rosebud Radio Fest and the event has full catering, plenty of off-street parking and great door prizes. Entry fee is only $6 with under-12s free. See you in Rosebud on the 12th of November, 73, from John, VK3MK. Now with a short word on a social event for next year, it's to a WIA director. Greetings from David Ford, VK4, Mike Zulu. The closing of winter and the march into spring is a special time of year in Australia. It is a time of year that is full of Australian traditions. We cheer the AFL and the NRL Grand Finals, the Bathurst 1000 and later the Melbourne Cup. During this time the smell of barbecues fill the air. News of sports teams fill most of our newspapers and on the big day when the teams take to the field we gather around with mates and cheer them on. Continuing the tradition during this time, amateur radio operators take to a radio field to compete in the Remembrance Day, the Alara and the Oceana DX contest, and we set up for the Jamboree of the Air. Fast forward a few months, and in March we head into the John Moyle Memorial Field Day contest, and in May it's the Harry Angel Sprint. Also in May is another traditional event, the full weekend of conference of amateur radio that is the WIA Annual General Meeting, or AGM. It is a weekend conference that celebrates amateur radio and is a weekend that is jam-packed with exceptional sessions for electronics hobbyists centred on amateur radio. From the AGM weekend held earlier this year in Handorf, we remember the theme, that radio is magic. For 2018, we have an AGM committee who is working to make the conference weekend closer and more accessible to a wider group of people so that they too can experience radio's magic. In 2018, the AGM weekend will have a new name to support its ability to be our showcase and to encourage other electronic hobbyists to explore amateur radio. The AGM tradition comes from quite a pedigree. This year, the WIA is 107 years old, older than most of the fine Australian traditions that I mentioned earlier. The first AGM of the WIA under its national constitution was held in 2005 in Forest ACT. Then, in 2006, Bankstown, New South Wales, 
2007, Parks, Victoria. 2008, Broken Hill, South Australia. 2009, Gippsland, Victoria. 2010, Canberra, ACT. 2011, Darwin, Northern Territory. 2012, Mildura. 2013, Fremantle in Western Australia. 2014, Sunshine Coast, Queensland. 2015, Canberra, ACT. 2016, Norfolk Island. And in 2017, it was Handorf in South Australia. In May 2018, there's another big event in Australia, other than the WIA AGM, which is the Commonwealth Games to be held on the Gold Coast in Queensland. And it is my profound pleasure to share with you that in 2018, the WIA AGM will also be held on the Gold Coast and is being hosted by the Gold Coast Amateur Radio Society. So I'll now hand over to Aidan, VK4APM, from the Gold Coast Amateur Radio Society, to say a few words. Thanks, Dave. As you're aware, the Gold Coast Amateur Radio Society has been asked to host the 2018 WIA Radio and Electronics Convention and AGM, somewhere along the 53 kilometres of golden sandy beaches that comprise Queensland's Gold Coast. After much deliberation, the event will be held a few weeks after the Commonwealth Games on the weekend of the 19th of May 2018 at SeaWorld Resort. Accommodation at excellent rates is available within the resort or in any number of hotels, caravan parks or other locations in close proximity to the resort. As is traditionally the case, a field day will be held on the Sunday along with a number of unique tours. The AGM organising committee is keen to hear from those who are eager to participate by providing radio or electronics demonstrations during the field day on Sunday the 20th. If you are interested, please email me at vk4apm at wia.org.au. Whilst the final program is in the process of being finalised and will be published shortly, we encourage everybody to begin planning for next year's event and book accommodation and transport early. Online booking for the event will shortly be available through the WIA website. The Gold Coast Amateur Radio Society looks forward to seeing you all in the Gold Coast next May for what promises to be a fantastic event. Until then, 7-3 from the Gold Coast. I'm Aiden, VK4, APM. Reinvention of Amateur Radio. Lack of growth and how to make amateur radio attractive and relevant to young people is on the minds of many International Amateur Radio Union, IARU, member societies, including the Wireless Institute of Australia, the WIA. A common practice is for many organisations to reinvent themselves about every 10 to 20 years. In Australia, we introduced the limited licence and then the novice and later the foundation licence. These responded to the need for reinvention in their era. That time has come again, only more quickly driven by the exponential growth in technology. A few years ago, the WIA began work with the regulator, the Australian Communications and Media Authority, ACMA, to plan a future for amateur radio. Recently, the WIA consulted widely on the Future Licence Condition Determination, LCD. A new LCD could remove the barriers that hamper existing and future technologies, also broaden amateur radio to make it the obvious choice for tech-savvy young people. At the recent IARU Region 1 General Conference, member societies in Europe, Africa, the Middle East and Northern Asia held a workshop on the future of amateur radio. 
They discussed many things that the WIA has been exploring to make the hobby more attractive and relevant to today's technology-rich society. Discussion of the topic will continue in late 2018 at the IARU Region 3 for Asia and the Pacific under the theme of Attracting Youth to Amateur Radio. The WIA agrees with the two challenges that came out of the Region 1 workshop. Increasing the inflow to amateur radio, particularly from young people, and making member societies the must-join organisations for all radio amateurs. A clear message is that attracting young people needs to be led by young people. This meant that the use of Twitter, Facebook and other social media, for example, must be driven by young people. At the Region 1 conference, visiting IARU Region 3 director Peter Young, VK3MV, spoke about the school amateur radio club net, showcasing its website, www.sarcnet.org, as a resource centre. He also mentioned the STEM, Science, Technology, Engineering and Maths, connection to amateur radio, and how radio amateurs can assist teachers in schools with the technical details and leave the teaching to the professionals. The WIA may consider that things like experimentation, research and pioneering, things amateur radio was widely known for once, but now overshadowed by techno-information overload, could be revived with a broader, modern appeal for the hobby. At the same time, amateur radio has to be fun, a way of learning in a classroom setting and through self-learning, and broaden to embrace pursuits such as IT wireless, radio astronomy, radio control, mesh networks and the like. The Australian Government's support of innovation, the STEM initiative in education the newly launched National Space Agency, as well as existing maker activities, are all potential pluses for amateur radio. With those dynamic potential changes, amateur radio could be a larger and meaningful part of the community, instead of retreating to a fading thing of the past. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Now joining us on WIA National News, Brian Clark, VK2GCE, Director, WIA. Great to be with you again. One matter that needs to be made clear to you is that the main function of the board is directing. It is not managing. The difference between them is steering versus rowing. Those of you who are getting upset about the new board's performance should bear in mind that we are not here to fix your issues. We are here to set up systems and procedures for managers to follow. The WIA was very fortunate in having Michael Owen as its president. He also filled the roles of managing director, chief executive officer, general manager and all-round head honcho. His experience with corporate life and law was exceptional. We really are truly grateful he was here. At present, we do not have a Chief Executive Officer. If you feel you have the knowledge, skills, abilities and experience to fill this role, please make your presence known to the Board. I'm Chairman of the new Strategy Advisory Committee. The number one task for this committee is to advise the Board on a preferred organisational structure. 
In half hour analysis along, Phil White supplied a copy of the previous committee structure. We've progressed from there by asking the existing operational committee chairs to outline their activities. Here are the questions we asked. What were their terms of reference? Who were their members? What subcommittees did they have? How often did they meet? What were their key performance indicators? What were their main successes? What tasks have yet to be completed? What agenda and minutes did they keep and send to the board? In fact, these are the matters that were required to be reported on regularly. The results today are somewhat spotty. The board has set up several new committees to advise us. We have audit and risk, constitutional review, finance, media and communications, and finally the strategy advisory committee. Only the last of these has board-approved terms of reference. They're being fashioned for all of the other new committees. Only one of the previous subcommittees reported having terms of reference. Did I say spotty? Hmm. It's still early days in our committee's analysis. I'll keep you informed as we progress. And there will be more requests for volunteers to assist these advisory and operational committees. I'd like to now talk to you about licensing. The only entry and growth pathway to transmitting on the amateur bands is your license. The ACMA is about to deliver a new set of license conditions and determinations. The next step will be for us to develop new learning outcomes, assessment processes, and assessment instruments. To deal with these, we've started work on the Learning and Assessment Committee. We have preliminary terms of reference for the Board's consideration, but more on this another time. If you're wondering what happened to the Product Market Survey, I'm pleased to say that over 1,400 people have opened the survey, and to date, 1,320 have responded. 25% are non-WIA. And if you still see the number of questions as being a big hurdle, the average time people took to complete was under nine minutes. It's not much to give back for the future of your hobby. And it's not too late. You can still access the survey. Have a go. Put us right. I can tell you that one of our new volunteers, Aidan Mountford from VK Foreland, has done some sterling preliminary analysis. He's identified and characterized four cohorts all displaying distinctively different behaviours and interests. It's still early days. There's much more work to do to tease out what attracts people to amateur radio, what keeps them in its fold, and what gets them returning. So welcome back, Sean, Victor Kilo to Sierra November. Until next time, 73 from Brian, Victor Kilo 2, Golf Charlie Echo. International News, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. UK Foundation and Intermediate Exams Online. An online option for full examinations was launched in March 2017. Clubs, exam centres and candidates have all given very positive feedback. A recent exam group meeting approved the rollout of online foundation and intermediate exams. From the 1st of November, the RSGB HQ Exams Department will accept applications for online intermediate exams and from the 2nd of January 2018, you will be able to apply for an online foundation exam. 
All examinations, both online and paper, will still be held at exam centres and invigilated in exactly the same way as now. When applying for an exam, you must state whether electronic, paper or a mix of examination type is required. RSGB say online exams reduce paperwork for invigilators and provide immediate feedback to the candidates. JOTA, JOTI reports more than 2,500 registered for October 2022nd event. ARRL are reporting Scouting's Jamboree on the Air. JOTA has more than 2,500 signed up to take part in the 2017 event over the October 20-22nd to 22nd weekend. This is the 60th JOTA. Brian, VK3 Golf Romeo, will have more on JOTA and JOTI shortly, but if you, as a Jamboree station, want to take a note, two Echolink conference nodes have been designated for Scout contacts, JOTA 365, node 480809 and Jambo node 832996 Jota participating stations should take special care to avoid conflicting with any emergency response traffic activity underway in the Caribbean. In general steer clear of any net traffic you might encounter. A potential conflict also exists between PSK and the new FT8 mode on 18.1 MHz. The frequency recommended for both modes. FT8 is the predominant activity on 18.1 MHz right now, and JOTA organisers suggest looking for PSK contacts on either side of 18.1. As always, a scout is friendly and courteous. Follow the scout law as you navigate the amateur radio bands during the JOTA JOTI weekend. International Amateur Radio Union Region 2 has pledged to donate $5,000 as well as two handmade kits to the Puerto Rico Caribbean Relief Effort. The IARU is an organisation consisting of over 160 national amateur radio societies around the world. The organisation, which has been the spokesman and watchdog for the world amateur radio community since 1925, is divided into three regional organisations. IARU Region 2 represents the Americas. Hamade was created in 2005 in response to the need for equipment and resources to support the amateur radio response to hurricanes in the US and Caribbean. ARRL has supplied Hamade kits for the hurricane emergency response efforts in Puerto Rico and elsewhere, where the equipment helps to support necessary communication in the disaster's wake. FCC grants experimental license for project to help provide cell service in Puerto Rico. Project Loon, led by Google's parent company Alphabet, is set to help provide emergency cellular service in Puerto Rico. More than two weeks after Hurricane Maria struck, millions of Puerto Ricans are still without access to much-needed communication services, FCC Chairman Ajit Pai said in a statement. He explained that Project Loon is aimed to provide the people of Puerto Rico with access to cellular service to connect them with family and friends and to access life-saving information. Project Loon is a network of balloons that provide connectivity to users on the ground and now that experimental licenses have been approved, it will attempt to initiate services in Puerto Rico. Project Loon obtained consent agreements to use land mobile LMR radio spectrum in the 900 MHz band from existing carriers operating within Puerto Rico. More than 80% of the cellular sites remain out of service in Puerto Rico. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au.
Ham Radio Operational News. It's a contact sport. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. 2017. Oceania Digest Contest CW October 14 and 15. Fist CW Contest October 28 Key to Success. November CQ WWDX CW Contest November 26 27. Running all year till December 31, Victorian Local Government Award 2017 Challenge. Zombie Shuffle Contest Scares Up Contacts. There's a Halloween themed CW Contest next weekend and it's frightful fun. Don Allbanks, AE5DW from Amateur Radio Newslines, asks, Do you believe in zombies? Well, perhaps when you're on the air, you might even be mistaken for one. No, that's not an insult. It's a description for a highly prized operating method that comes in quite handy during this year's Zombie Shuffle on Friday, the 20th of October. Zombies, you see, don't sprint, they shuffle. Hence the name for this 8 hour QRP contest. It's designed mainly for North and South American operators using CW, and it's marking the 20th year of operations among the undead. To participate, you'll need to be assigned a zombie number, which you can obtain free from the link in our text edition. Be not afraid. Dust off your key and get out there and scare up some contacts. 53.750 MHz Sunland Radio Club have discovered a 6 meter repeater on 53.750 MHz, 1 MHz negative offset, and have pinpointed it to Coffs Harbour, just down the road a piece. Give it a shot. 53.75 minus 1 MHz offset. S9CQ Active is S9CQ from Sayotome, Iota Reverence AF023 until the 21st of October. SSB and Ridley on the 80 meters to 6 meter bands. QSL via home call, EA5IDQ. 8Q7BI. Active is 8Q7BI from the Maldives, AS013, until the 16th of October. 20 meters, using SSB if conditions are good, or PSK31 if they are poor. QSL via home call, MM0VEG. GB2YMR. Members of the Scarborough Amateur Radio Society will again be attending the North Yorkshire Moors Railway Annual World War II Weekend at Pickering. This year the event is on the 13th, 14th and 15th of October. Period radio equipment will be on display. Special event station GB2YMR will run throughout the weekend on 40 and 80 metres. Turkish Special Event TC10 Stations Look for 10 Special Event call signs to be active between October the 20th and November the 20th. TC10 with a single letter suffix is what you will be looking for. Activity is to commemorate the 79th anniversary of the death of Mustafa Kemal Atatürk, the founder of the Turkish Republic. Activity will be on all the HF bands using CW, SSB and the digital modes. Three diplomas will be available, bronze, silver and gold. What with a couple of special WA news broadcasts heading our way, I'll see you in a few weeks' time. From Ingham, I'm Felix VK4FUQ. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. Now via the Echolink Aussie Conference Server, it is rebroadcast every Sunday morning at 10am Australian Eastern Standard Time or 10am Australian Eastern Daylight Time. All are welcome to tune in and callbacks are taken. This is John, VK3HJQ from Telangata. I'm Brian, VK3GR, with this week's worldwide special interest group news, starting with Media Watch, and one of the arguably better online magazines is The Communicator, and The October Communicator is now available. 
The SART Club have provided a link to their 38-page October 2017 newsletter. As always, it's in PDF format and contains many hot links to additional information on the internet if you read it on your screen. There should be something for everyone in this issue, from beginners to experienced hams, including a fascinating look at the life and accomplishments of Nikola Tesla. And you can copy the link shown in the text edition into your browser, and happy travels. Now moving to worldwide special interest groups, Faith. Have you ever activated a church or a chapel? A number of amateur radio groups around the world believe it's a great way to call attention to their churches and religious community that adds wattage to the power of their spirit. Kevin Trotman, N5PRE, on Amateur Radio Newsline says that from Belgium to the US and in a great many counties in the UK, amateur radio operators are sharing their hobby and their faith. Churches on the Air, which is run by the World Association of Christian Radio Amateurs and Listeners, is an annual global event that makes the world a little bit smaller for a few hours, connecting people of faith via RF signals and antennas. At the St Ive Methodist Church in Cornwall, Mark M0WMB was amongst those making contacts with Brazil, Kuwait, Mauritania, Saudi Arabia and Morocco on the 9th of September as GB5IVE. In New York, the Peekskill Cortland Manor Amateur Radio Association, W2NYW, operated from Old St. Peter's Church in Cortland Manor, organised by David K2WPM. The New York Church also marked its 250th anniversary. As Mark in the UK told the reporter for the Cornish Times, although the main purpose of any church is for worship, a ham radio activation also emphasises the congregation and its importance, he quotes. I believe that the church is the people, not the building. We are losing so many of our buildings and it would be good to encourage others to use their church for events like ours. Worldwide Special Interest Group Radio Scouting. Next weekend, the national news will come to you courtesy of the Scouts and Guides who have been organised by Paul VK2GX. Their Jota 2017 radio station will be one of the activities during a combined guide and scout weekend event called the Endeavour Bury Regatta. The aim of the weekend is to share the Bury fire and friendship with young members of both movements. Guides and scouts will be in camp at Bonapoint Reserve, located in Cornell, about 15 k south of Sydney CBD. Jamboree on the Air has been an activity at the Bury for over 20 years, first started by John VK2 EKG in 1995. This year's theme is the Endeavour Bury Regatta is unwired in recognition of the 60th Jamboree of the Air. The Jota 2017 call sign being used at the Endeavour Bury Regatta is VK2LE, the official call sign of the St George Amateur Radio Society. Now, Worldwide Special Interest Groups rescue radio and VK1 Wyson activities. Canberra Region have now arrived at the Wyson Busy Season. They have two events that clash on the same weekend. The Light Car Club of Canberra, running a car rally in the Cooma Region on Saturday the 4th of November, followed by the New South Wales Carriage Driving Championships on Sunday 5th of November, run at the Whitwood property near Bungaree, just off the King's Highway. As always, the club appreciates the time and effort put in by volunteers for these events. The Wyson team is acutely aware that many things, such as family commitments, determine involvement in such activities. The weekend of the 4th and 5th will be a big ask for volunteer resources. The LCCC event organisers are looking for around 20 operators, not all from the CRARC, and Whitwood around 12 operators. The LCCC event would be more suited to operators with previous Wyson experience and not relying on handheld radio equipment. The Whitwood event is on a property where most operator positions are in line of sight and handhelds can generally be used. It's an ideal event for newcomers to amateur radio to gain experience in Wyson activities and field operations. In almost all cases, you can operate from your car. We have an email address, so get ready to write it down. It's uh, PhilVK1PL is the coordinator for the LCCC event, and Amanda, VK1WX, 
the coordinator for Whitwood. On the weekend before the events, the 29th of October, there is a Weissen Fitz Challenge Cycle event being coordinated by Malcolm VK1AAH. If you'd like to volunteer or change what you have volunteered for or need further assistance on any of these events, you can contact the coordinators at weissen at crarc.ampr.org. Now, VK4, top of the state Cyclone Sunday, promoting community awareness of the cyclone season, organised by the Townsville City Council at Strand Park, 4pm, October 29th. November 1st marks the start of cyclone season, and are you cyclone ready? Whether you are a new resident to Townsville or have lived there for years or even just travelling through, Cyclone Sunday is a must-attend community event. With an active monsoon season predicted, there's no better time to prepare yourself, your family and property. You can speak to over 30 organisations that can assist you with your wet season preparation. Grab your free waterproof document wallet, have your important documents scanned onto a USB, chill out in the kids' zone, go into the draw to win some great prizes and generally enjoy the entertainment provided. You should get ready now because later is too late. And that's all I've got. I'm Brian, VK3GR, signing off. Well, there you be, another bumper-filled edition of WIA National News. Next week, the news will be brought to you by the Scouts. The week after, we've got something special from Robert and Brian. So we'll be back then, along with some new voices on WIA and the National News Service, thanks to Alara. Now until next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.